over tonight in our third Wednesday now, series entitled, Words Are the Keys. Amen? Words are the keys that unlock everything in life. And I'll just tell you this, most people don't have a clue. Most people don't have a clue that words are the key to life. I'm going to read from several passages of Scripture tonight that just talk about words are the key to a successful life. And when I mean successful, I mean in every way. Words are the key. They are the keys that unlock every door. So tonight, I just want to jump in and... <clears throat> Look, uh, I'm, I'm going to read actually just the same verses of Scripture that I read last week, less one, and, uh, but I'm going to read them in a couple of different orders, and, uh, and then we're going to look at confessions, we're going to look at part of the daily routine that I have. And we're going to just look at some things that I believe we all need to make what we do with the words of our mouth become personal. It's got to be personal. It's not just knowing what the word says, but it has to become personal. You have to believe in it. So I just want to read these few verses of Scripture and, and just follow along with me. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. Jesus said, but I say to you that for every idle word, that word idle is non-productive, I say to you that for every idle, non-productive word men may speak, they'll give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified by your words you will be condemned. By your words, you will be justified or innocent. By your words, you will be condemned or found guilty. And the day of judgment, there's a, there's a reckoning day on, at the judgment seat of Christ. There's a judgment day of the great white throne judgment. Um, two different uh, judgment days, but I believe he's talking about more than those specific judgment days. I believe he's talking about the day we live in. That judgment is already set up. Jesus has already set everything in place. Everything's already be, been judged, and now how we live our life is determined on how serious we take our words. Think about it. He wants us to talk less, just idle, non-productive words, and speak His word more. Because speaking the word is the keys that unlock the kingdom of God. Jesus came preaching the kingdom. And the kingdom is set up. He set it up. 
And what unlocks the kingdom in our life are our words. We're going to see it in a greater way in the, in tonight and in the, in the weeks to come. We're going to see it in, a, in, a, in more of a supernatural way, which means a personal way. For something to be supernatural for somebody else, it's one thing. But for something to be supernatural for me, it becomes personal. And God wants the confession of His Word, the declaring of His Word, to be something that is personal that we believe in individually. It's one thing to know that the Word says thus and so, but how do we, how do we apply it? How, how well do we believe it? What are we doing to believe the Word on a regular basis? And how personal is it to us? James 3.2 I'm going to read it first in the New King James. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. New Living Translation says it a little bit different. I like a couple of words in this. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. People can relate to that. He said, indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, notice he didn't say, but if you wouldn't make any mistakes, then things would go well. No, he said, but if you, if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. In every other way. I'm going to read it again. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control what we say, we would be perfect. That word perfect is, is translated out as mature, developed. We would be perfect and developed and could also control ourselves in every other way. How? If we control what we say. How serious do we take that day to day in our lives? He said you could control everything in your life that is out of control, could be controlled if you get your words right. I mean, I don't know how to say it another way. If you shut up, The word shut up gets our attention. If you shut up and spend your time finding out what God's word says and then make his word personal to you, then you could control everything in your life. Think about what's not in control in your life. Think about things you're working on in certain areas of your life. You need to spend the majority of your time focusing on what? What you say. Not how you correct your mistakes. You'll correct your mistakes when you correct what you say. <clears throat> I'm going to say it again. You'll correct your mistakes when you correct what you say. I'm going to say it again. You'll correct your mistakes when you correct what you say. You get that in line in the seed of the word that you're speaking that you're hearing yourself speak. We're going to see it tonight. 
when you get control of what you say and you're hearing yourself say things over and over and over and over for the rest of your life, your actions will change. I'll say, I said, I'll say it again. Your actions will change. So maturity is witnessed in what you say. Controlling your words means that you're developing and growing up. When you begin to get a hold of the things you say, it means that you're developing and growing up. Because human nature says, it doesn't matter what I say. That's not going to change anything. And that's where most people believe. I have to say, you take the six billion people or however many billions of people there are on the planet, and you line them all up, <clears throat> you ask them all individually, if they believe in controlling their tongue, I promise you, more than not, will say, they don't even know what you're talking about. Because it, it seems like it doesn't work. It seems like that it, it's something that is monotonous, that is just tiring you out, and it doesn't appear like it's actually working. And the enemy makes sure that that kind of a thing goes on, and, and what he's trying to make sure of is to get you to focus on the fact that if you keep saying things over and over and over again, he's get, trying to get you to focus on the fact that everything that you say has nothing to do with the outcome of your life. That's what he's trying to convince you of. I say different. I say different. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20. I'm going to read it in two translations. Just remember this, and I know this personally, that immature people always talk from their emotions. Always. Always stirred up emotionally. Always making, trying to make decisions from their emotions. Always. <clears throat> and you and I have to grow up, and the way we grow up is learning to change what we say. Proverbs 18 and 20 says, A man's stomach, this is in the New King James, shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And that word death there is not just ceasing to exist, but being destroyed. Death or destruction in life versus life, or ble life and blessing is determined by how you change what you say. Absolutely. No question about it. The Amplified goes e even a little bit deeper in those two verses. It says, A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it whether it's death or life, whether it's destruction or blessing. God wants you and I 
to arise and not allow our lives to be destroyed based on the things that we say, but he wants us to be convinced of it. So in other words, tonight, as we look at some things on the screen here in a moment, what I'm saying to you is in this one easy sentence, what we say either helps us or it hurts us. What I say out of my mouth either helps me or it hurts, or it hurts me. So, <clears throat> I want to do something tonight. I, wanna, I want you to follow with me on the screen. If you put up maybe the first part of that. There we go. <clears throat> so, I want you to think about how that the Word of God is very clear about what it says, what the Word says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Scripture that says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I'll say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. But what does that mean? How how do we make that work for us? So, the absolutes of the Word, everything you read in Scripture that is an absolute, we read about four of them tonight. Those absolutes have to become personal. And so tonight, I'm just giving you a few things, kind of change the wording and stuff on a few of them, but but I'm just going to give you a, a... some things that I, I want to look at personally, and I want to look at how that what I say every day, what you say every day, has got to be what God is telling you is so for you. So let's look at the first one. I walk by faith and not by sight. That's a very short scripture in Second in, in Corinthians. That is a scripture. But I walk by faith and not by what I see. Why do I need to hear myself say that every day? Because there's all kinds of things every day that you see that tries to get you out of faith. And I need to be reminded all the time, all the time, I need to be reminded, I walk by faith and not by what I see. I'm increasing now. This is my best year ever. I press through to victory in everything. Why, why would you say something like that? I mean, well, Pastor, is, like, is that a scripture? Yeah, it's scriptures, but I wrote that out saying things over my life that I needed to hear my life, I, I needed to hear myself say over my life. How many believe in increasing? Okay? Because the opposite of increase is decrease, right? And it's very easy to talk out of your mouth. You may not be saying, well, I'm decreasing every day. But when you're saying things like, man, you know, it's, if it's not one thing, it's something else. Man, I take, get, I look like I'm, I'm getting a step forward and then I go three steps back. 
looks like I'm getting out of a situation and then all of a sudden something breaks down and this thing happens. I mean, if it's not one thing, it's something else. What you're talking is decrease. I need to be hearing myself every day say, I don't care how good it is in your life or how bad it is in your life. You need to start today declaring what God says about your life. Because the more you hear it, listen to me, where, where this is confusing sometimes, and, and I think it was even, I think without a doubt it was taught this way at different times. Or, or maybe not even taught this way, but it was received this way. That if I say enough stuff, if I can confess enough scriptures or things like this, that it will change my circumstance and work like a, like a magic show. So I'm going to say, I'm increasing now. This is my best year ever. I'm pressing through to victory in everything in my life right now. Okay, God, where is it? I, I'm, I'm not making these declarations to change my present circumstances by this afternoon. If they change, great. I'm confessing these things every day to change the way I think. And when I change the way I think, then when I find myself in situations where I need faith released, it'll be released because I believe it, not because I'm trying to get something to happen. It's a huge difference. Huge difference. I'm increasing now. This is my best year ever. I mean, what would you want to do? You know, the opposite of that would be to be decreasing and things not working out. And then be, this be the worst year you've ever experienced. Why in the world would I want that? I promise you, saying things like this will not hurt you. It'll not put something bad on you by saying it. It'll create challenges. It'll create situations where you have to choose. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been saying every day I'm increasing. It looks like I'm decreasing. What, 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 what's the answer to that? Keep saying what God says. Because if you keep saying what God says and you start believing that what God says is so is so, then it'll become that way for you. That's how it works. Doesn't work any other way. You will not manipulate God into something happening in your life. God has made a way where there seems as though there is no way. God's made a way. I can't tell you, I cannot tell you how many times in a day something will come to me that looks like it could be an impossibility or something seems overwhelming or whatever. No, 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 no. God's already made the way. What does that bring to your soul in the moment? It brings peace the more you're saying it because the more you're saying it, the more you're believing it. And the more you believe it and you really believe that that is true, then there's not anything that you face that's bigger than God. And what you're saying is, God's already made the way even when it seems like there's no way. The reason, the reason you need to talk about things that are like that is because it's everywhere. There's all kinds of things in all of our lives at different times that seem to be an impossibility. Man, we've heard some amazing testimonies this year from last year about things that happened in different people's lives that seemed impossible. Amen? Man, I mean, I have loved hearing these testimonies of what God did, even in the midst of a time in our country when it should have been really bad. I'm not saying it wasn't for some people, you know, 
But I'm just saying, no matter what we face, no matter what it looks like, God's already made the way. But you've got to believe it. The strategy of the enemy. The strategy of the enemy is cut off today in Jesus' name. Another place in my daily confession, I say every strategy of the enemy is cut off today in Jesus' name. I declare today, I really like this. I really like this. I mean, you, you, you need to take a hold of this right here and begin to say this over yourself every day. I don't care how young or old that you are, you need to be saying this over yourself every day. I declare today, this is the way I say it. When I speak this, I speak this over myself and my wife both at the same time every day. And when I'm saying it, this is what I say. I declare today that my eyes see, my ears hear, and my heart understands. As God was with Moses, so is he with me. My eyes are not dim, neither are my natural forces abated. Blessed are my eyes, for they see, and my ears hear. Everybody say amen to that. You need to be declaring... Moses was 120 when it was declared over him that he could see and hear, and all, he had all of his natural forces. You know, they say that the older you get, well, you start losing this, and you start losing that, and you start, you know, dropping this, and you just, no, 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 we don't have to lose or do any of those. I'm, I mean, I mean, if the Bible says we don't, if Moses at 120, it was all working right, Man, I'm just 62. Hmm? God's no respecter of person. He did it for Moses. He does it for me. He's already done it for me if I'll believe it. And there's things that you have to do and be responsible for in your life and do the things that God is telling you to do. When you do those things, you're declaring the word. Man, you're on the receiving end of all that God has. There's not anything I can't have. Not anything. Why do you say things like that? Because everywhere, people are latching on to and claiming and holding on to things that work against their physical bodies. You have to decide what you want. You have to decide what you want and how you're going to receive all that God has for you. It's only through His Word that you'll receive. There's no other way. I, I've, for 44 years, I, I've tried to look for other ways for a while, and I realized there's no other way. There's no other way. As we read a couple of weeks ago, Jesus said, on this rock will I build my church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Amen? On this rock, and it was the rock of revelation. And the knowledge of the word that I'm talking about tonight, I'm showing you things from the word of God. We're confessing and declaring things tonight from the word of God, right? But that word has to be revealed to me by the Holy Spirit for it to become that revelation that is that foundation that nothing can defeat you, not anything. I don't care, no human being, no devil in hell, not, not any circumstance, not any disease, I don't care what it is, it cannot defeat you if you believe He liberated you and set you free already. He can't defeat you. But the only way that you will develop into that 
is if the word of God coming out of your mouth is first and foremost. So that you turn to the word to settle every issue, every situation in life that you face, you go to the word to settle it. Man, you got to work overtime with that. Man, there's all kinds of things every day, right? But I'm telling you, the word's got the answer for everything. I'm winning the battle of truthfulness today in Jesus' name. Why would you say that? Because there's so many things that are not truth. Everywhere. Everywhere. There's lies going on everywhere on this planet. Everywhere. And the enemy wants to suck you into it and believe that you can just get away with all kinds of different things. I say no. Another thing that I say over myself every day, I speak the truth the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Is that a scripture? If it's not, it should be. No. <clears throat> we speak the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Amen? All through the Bible, the truth always wins. Always. Can we go to the next one? <clears throat> I cast every care every day and I worry, fret, or am anxious about absolutely nothing in the name of Jesus. This comes from a number of different scriptures. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, 7 and 8. Most of that right there comes out of that. But I had to word it and I, I've, I've tweaked that a number of different times to word that in such a way that it gets my attention. Man, I, I want something that gets my attention. I don't want something that's kind of boring me. And not, I'm not saying the Word of God bores you, but God wants you to make it personal to you. I say it again. I cast every care every day. How many cares? Every care. I mean, every care. How many things that you hear or that you face every day turn into a care? I'm saying, I cast every care every day. And I worry, fret, or am anxious about absolutely nothing in the name of Jesus. Nothing. Why? Because in Philippians 4, his command, not his suggestion, but his command to us, was to worry about nothing. Nothing. Think about it. I mean, think about things you walked in here with tonight that you were worrying about. He said, nothing. Well, if you walk in here and you hear me say that, and I'm standing up here telling you, if you're worrying, you're sinning. Well, you're going to walk out of here condemned with no power, no understanding, no, no idea about how to get free from those things. I'm telling you how to do it. How do you do it? Speak the word. Hmm? If you leave here and you, what you heard me say, you're thinking, I got I to do everything I can to quit worrying. That's not what I said. I said, spend your time declaring the word, and in the seed of the word, it will empower you to stop worrying. That's the way it works. Did he say death and life? 
are in the power of what you say? Did he say by your words are you justified? By your words are you condemned? You're found guilty. See, by your words you're found guilty. See, if you know that lying isn't right and you lie on purpose and you keep lying on purpose, you're guilty and you know you're guilty. And you can walk around condemned and feeling bad about yourself and, man, I just can't get over this thing. But what you can do is begin to take confessions like what I gave you here. I'm winning the battle of truthfulness. I speak the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth every day of my life. I will not give in to lies in any way, shape, or form. Something like that. As you begin to make and cause your confession to line up with what the Word of God says, it begins to empower you. Things will not change just overnight because you're in the renewing of your soul and your mind process. And you got a lot of junk. However long you've been alive and however long you've been without the Word and however long you've been without being taught how to do what we're talking about tonight, you got a lot of junk that has to be reprogrammed. But let the Word reprogram. You're not good at reprogramming. I'm not good at reprogramming. But he is. Can you say amen? As I believe, done. As the centurion believed, his servant was healed. Done. Jesus said, I haven't found any faith in all of Israel like this guy's faith, like this centurion's faith. No greater faith in all of Israel but this guy right here. Why? Because he believed what Jesus said. He took it and he did what he did. Now, you don't have to come to my house. You don't have to come to where my servant is. Just speak the word. And as he believed, servant was healed when? Right then. That's what I'm saying. See, once we get to the place of believing, and not doubting, that's where you begin to see the results manifest. But you'll never get to a place of believe and not doubt if the word isn't constantly going in and coming out. In and out. In and out. Because when it's coming out of here, you're hearing it. See, as you say it, it goes back in. And when you're hearing it tonight... As you take that and begin to declare some of the things we're talking about tonight, as you begin to develop that in a greater way in your life, all of us can get better at it. As a result of me preaching this tonight, I will get better at what I'm telling you to do. I'll get better at it. I'm going to get better every day, every single day. I'm not stopping. Because it's the key to success in life. It's the keys that unlock the treasures of the kingdom of God. It's the key. Man, I love this one. <clears throat> this is another one of those Moses ones, but I left Moses out. <clears throat> I say this every day, same way, over my wife and I, together. My eyes are not dim, nor are they fading. My eyes are blessed, and they see clearly. Cataracts have no place in either of my eyes, and neither is their degeneration. Sometimes you got to do some study about what's actually going on. Best way you can do that study is let your eye doctor do the study for you. And he'll come and tell you what you got, 
And you don't have to say anything to him. Just thank him for the appointment and come home and start declaring what you have. And you don't have what his report is if it's not a good report. See, I don't have to give in to that. Do you hear what I'm saying? But, but that's a good way to get the report. I like a diagnosis. I want to know what, I got up against, what I'm up against. I want to know exactly what it is so I can speak it specifically. So when I made this, it was a result of some, some you know, not specific reports, but could turn into that. No, 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 we're not turning into that. We don't want any of that mess. My eyes are not dim, nor are they fading. My eyes are blessed. They see clearly. Cataracts have no place in either of my eyes, and neither is their degeneration. The hair on my head is dark brown all the days of my life. I lay hands on it. The hair on my head remains a full head of hair all the days of my life. My teeth are strong, healthy, and cavity-free all the days of my life. Someone shout amen to that. I mean, how many times you've been to the dentist and he said, oh my God, it's this and that and this or whatever. We got this thing. Oh my gosh, I mean, this thing, that thing, whatever in, my, in, in, in the tooth. No, 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 no. I'm speaking what the Word says I can have. Can you say amen to that? I'm going to say what he said. By his stripes I was healed. Then nothing is going to deteriorate in my body. Nothing is going to deteriorate. And you know, you know, you don't have to be prideful about stuff like what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not talking about having some attitude in what you say. I'm talking about receiving what Jesus has done. And, and you know, personally, I am so grateful that I heard teaching like this 44 years ago right as I started cutting my teeth on the gospel. I heard teaching like this right here. I'm so thankful that I did because it, it gave me a perspective that I didn't have, but it gave me a challenge to believe for things that seemed impossible because that's our God. See, and so what I'm believing for is what's already taken care of. He's already done. He's already healed me. He's already delivered me. He's already set me free. And, and, and the thing about it is you have to learn to walk this out with God because people, well-meaning people, Christian people, will talk you out of it. Why, why do you need to say all that? Just go to the doctor and let him fix it. You know? I mean, nothing wrong with going to the doctor. Nothing wrong with going to the dentist. Not, nothing wrong with going to, to the eye doctor. Not, nothing wrong with going to any of them. Let them do the, the, their, their talented Successful people, they went to school, spent a lot of money going to school to do and, and, and to come and, and, and help us and work on us and, and those kind of things. Nothing wrong with any of that at all. I'm just saying, when a report comes that goes contrary to what the Word says, what do you got invested inside of you to be able to believe His report instead of the other reports? Amen? And you don't have to, be, you don't have, to have some attitude about any of that at all. You just let this develop, just grow up in it. One day I was, uh, where's I at? Oh, I was, uh, I was at the ear, nose, and throat doctor. 
I just wanted to get my ears checked, just see how they, they were, you know. And uh, I went in there, and I filled out these forms. And, and I, I'm just telling you what I did. I'm just telling you where I'm at right now today. I'm just telling you this is w- what I did, okay. I went in there. I filled out the forms. I handed it back. And the lady said, you skipped the medications. And I said, I'm not on any medication. And she asked, she looked at me and she said this again. She said, you're not on any medication? I said, I take Advil and aspirin every once in a while just to take it for good blood flow or whatever. And she said, you're not on anything. I said, no, I'm on vitamins. I take a lot of vitamins, but I'm not on any medications. And she kept asking me. And then she, she turned around and said it to someone else, and they turned around, you're not on any medications? I said, no, no medications. And, and I, 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 did, I didn't go in there thinking, well, you know, I'm not on any medications, and I'm going to show them. I, I didn't go in there thinking that. I, I didn't even think about it till I went down the list, and I thought, well, okay, I don't take any of this, or I'm not on any of it but I'm healed. I'm well. My body's well. But you don't have to have an attitude about that. Just be that and then help other people understand how you receive it. It doesn't mean I don't get attacked in my body. It doesn't mean that things don't hurt. It doesn't mean that they're not stuff that I've got to overcome and that kind of thing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying by his stripes we're healed. Amen? My eyes and my ears and my teeth. I speak over them every day. What will happen in your life over time when you say things like that and you really believe that Jesus really did that? I'll tell you what happens. You begin to start believing for things that no one else would believe for. Let me ask you this. Based on our healing series that we did and all the manifestations of healing that came through the ministry of Jesus, if... If you had an abscessed tooth, and as you were speaking the word and declaring and time was going on and, and, then, and, and it began to hurt in your mouth, and something rose up in your heart to speak over your tooth, do you think that a new tooth could manifest? I promise you that you'll never be in a position to believe for that if you don't speak the word. I didn't say that's what everybody's supposed to do, you know. I didn't say that's what you have to, you, that's why you have to learn how to hear the voice of God. But could God say, could something like that happen? I know without a shadow of a doubt that it can happen because I've seen it happen not where my teeth are concerned, but other things I've seen where it happens like that. But it's all based on what I believe. Remember, if I believe it, there's no end to what can happen because the God that saw the miracles through Jesus Christ, the miracles manifested, the 19 that we looked at, the documented healings in the New Testament, if he did it for those people, he's already done it for us. And it's available for us, but I'm saying we got to get our thinking in line to be able to receive something like that. And you'll never get your thinking in line by just trying to make yourself believe your thinking will only get in line as you become a doer a declarer a speaker of the word of god as we're talking about here tonight 
The blood of Jesus has forgiven me of all mistakes in my life and delivered me from all darkness. I have a clear conscience. Man, that tell you, that confession is so important. Something like that is so important. Why? Because the enemy works overtime to remind you of your past and tell you you're disqualified, you'll never make it, you're worthless, you know, nothing's going to work in your life. And then when you make, when, when you're sorry for what you've done and you make another mistake, then you go into self-pity about how bad of a scum bucket you really are. And we're not that. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? We've been created in His image, in His image. The blood of Jesus has forgiven me all of my mistakes in my life. Listen, I have to believe that for me. It really doesn't matter whether you believe that or not. For me. What matters is you believe it for you. You understand? It doesn't matter. He said, it's a, and, and I say, I have a clear conscience. How people treat me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. How, how people treat me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. Just another good thing to speak over ourselves. Um, I think I've got some more, but just go to that last page, just that, the last verse of the scripture. So I say this over my wife and I every day. There's her name, Becky. I say this over us every day, and this is Psalm 92, starting with verse 13 in the Amplified translation. Psalm 92, uh, maybe it's 12, starting somewhere in there. Uh, Verse 12, I think. And this, this is what I say every day. And all the other things that I say or most of the other things, like the things that you just saw up here, those things that I declare every day, they can appear to be monotonous. But today in my life, they strengthen my life every day. I become empowered to go through my day every day on top and not underneath. But when I speak something like this about my wife and I in our life, right out of the scriptures, you have to take the time to dissect it and see what it means for you. It has to become personal to you. Becky and I are the uncompromisingly righteous. We flourish like the palm tree. We live long, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. We grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. All the things that we've just confessed up to this point, they're all mentioned in one way or another in what we say right here. We're planted in the house of the Lord and we flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, we bring forth fruit as we grow older in age. We are full of sap, spiritual vitality, and rich in the verdure, the freshness of trust, love, and contentment. Becky and I are memorials And that's my highlight in what I remind myself. Becky and I are memorials to show that the Lord is upright and He's faithful to His promises. We're memorials. Say this every day. I don't miss. 
every day, and I don't miss. There were a lot of years I missed a lot of days. You know, things were too busy or this or how. I don't miss. I don't miss anymore because I can't. Because there's all kinds of things that try to happen in our lives to convince us that that is not our life. And I'm telling you, that's the life that, that's the life that God promised, but that's the life that we believe is ours and we have a right to receive in the name of Jesus. That we are memorials. In other words, the promises of God are manifesting in our life. We see those promises manifested in our lives so that the world can know that God is real. Not that what's manifested in our life makes us better than the next person. Don't get that kind of stuff wrong. Don't get that wrong. Get that out of your thinking. That when someone is talking about it, if somebody's in pride about something like that, it's not going to work for them. Pride doesn't work with God. It's like oil and water. It does not mix with God. You're in pride, it doesn't mix. But I'm telling you now, this is what works. The Word of God will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to accomplish. But it's got to be coming out of our mouths, in our ears, to the point that we begin to believe that this is real. Because in the seed of the word that you're declaring on a daily basis is the empowerment to accomplish and receive all that he has for you. And I tell you what, when I got that revelation and it became a part of me, it changed my whole life. It, it, it caused me to stop laboring to try to make things happen, but to be faithful, to know who I am in God, and all of that be clear so that I can receive and do the things that he wants me to do. God loves it when we're tempted to do other things and we do what's right. He loves it. But you'll never have the power to be consistent in that until the word becomes a part of your life. Amen?